Hello, everybody. My name is Scotty. I am one of your hosts of the Red Seed Podcast. And before we begin this week, I'd like to apologize for my introduction last week when I accidentally said I'm your host of the Diving Deep Podcast, which is the host I, the podcast I host with my good friend John. We talk about movies, TV shows, and any uh, anything else in nerd culture. So if that's your thing, uh, go check us out on Diving Deep underscore Pod on social media. But that's I just like to apologize on my, my mistake last week. Aaron, how you doing this week? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I really like last week's episode, and I can't wait for another good recording right now. Oh, yeah. Caitlin, what's going on? Hi, everyone. Nothing else? Brighton, yeah. how's it going? Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, just like Aaron, can't wait for another good one. Next week, we might have a special guest. but Can't get people's hopes up after what Aaron did last week. with yeah. the, the hyping it up on the Instagram story. All right. We got a good got a good schedule today. We're going to be talking about Governor Baker finally announcing that fans will be allowed in Fenway this year. Marwin Gonzalez, <laughs> Marwin Gonzalez, Gonzalez, ha ha ha. Erod thinks the Sox aren't going to be underrated this year and saying don't sleep on us. Chavis possibly an odd man out right now, and Sale is feeling great. So let's take it away with fans at Fenway. So, uh, Aaron, go ahead, you die. Aaron. Did he just die? Okay, Brighton, what were you going to say? Um, I think that Governor Charlie Baker bringing the fans into the ballpark is amazing, but I feel like that could be a huge COVID spreader, even though they have to wear the masks. Um, I feel like that it could still end up horribly and it could make this thing worse. Welcome back, Aaron. Welcome back. Right. Where did you go? Um, my AirPods disconnected. That's a shame. So about the fans of Fenway, um, I think that it's good sign for Boston that we're coming back to some sort of normal. It disconnected again. We can't hear you. Let me write. Uh, if I can write, I'll write in the chat if I have to. We you just can't. want me to go run at them? No. Anyways, um... I also think it will be good for the city. I don't think it would be as big of a COVID spreader as maybe like the garden because it's outside. Yes. Um, and they're also not going to have a lot of people there. So I'm sure tickets will be like even more ridiculously expensive than they already are. And season ticket holders will get first priority. Yeah, there's going to be 4,000 so, people in, in approximately per game. And I, I don't see all the tickets getting sold due to how incredibly pricey they will be. I would like to apologize. We just had some technical difficulties, but now... We are back. Aaron, take it away. Um, so, so we're talking about the fans of Fenway. All right. So um, I think 12% is low compared to what it's been in other states and cities. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like 12. I see. I'm pretty sure some ballparks and arenas have 50% of people in there. So 12% yeah. is like nothing compared to that. So I'm not sure how big of a COVID spreader it's going to be, especially with the masks and the six feet. So I think it's a good sign. And hopefully by April 1st, opening day, we're going to be able to have more people there. So it should probably be better um, atmosphere than 4,000 people. They'll be able to get rid of the uh, simulated crowd noise. (laughs) Yeah. The Thank $500 uh, cardboard like someone hits, run, <laughs> someone hits a home run and they're already in second base when the uh, crowd noise starts. 
Facts. We'll never forget that of this season. Uh, so because of the technical difficulties, means we're running a little short on time. So everyone, let's do some rapid fire on our thoughts on Marwin Gonzalez. Uh, Aaron, you go first. Um, I think it's a good signing. It's kind of like the Kike Hernandez signing. He's more of a utility guy. I mean, he can play, I'm pretty sure, first base. I know he can play the outfield. So it's just adding more outfield depth after the Benintendi trade because we definitely need outfielders. And um, he doesn't bring as much energy as Kike does, but I feel like having him on the team to play positions when we really need it is going to be good. Yeah. Agreed. Caitlin, any special thoughts? Pretty much just what Aaron said. I mean, Loki ripped JBJ, but yeah, fine. he's he's not coming back. No, I, I can't see that happening. Mm. Big sad. It's gonna be. Like, didn't Moogie get traded right before spring training started last year? Or February. No, I think, yeah, yeah. I it's gonna be like that. So. It's happening soon. I saw a rumor that he would be. He's connected to the Brewers, but I don't know how strong it was. Because I have I've only seen one thing about it. Uh, Brighton, any thoughts? Uh, not really, because I don't know who he is, so. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I think Aaron really said what all of us, or maybe not Brighton, was thinking. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a good addition to the team, I think, if he can live up to his potential. And, Marwin, we are excited to have you in Boston, so welcome. Yay. Next on the itinerary, we're going to be talking about uh, Erod's statement about how underrated he believes this team will be. With the words, don't sleep on us. Let's get hype. Well, I, mean, Erod you know, I know Aaron said this to me like when he first said it, but he's definitely not going to say that the team's not going to do good because like, if you're going to play for a team, you're not going to bad them down. So, I mean, I honestly think the Red Sox could be a good team. I <laughs> think, okay, I agree that he wouldn't say, yeah, we're going to suck. But I also don't think he would say something as, like, I don't Positive. know what's the word I'm looking for. I don't think he would say, like, don't sleep on us. He could say something else, like, yeah, we're going to go out there and try and try our best and, like, stuff like that. Like, I, I think he's his word choice indicated that maybe he thinks they're better. Maybe, I think he means are. what he says. And I've heard stuff from, like, Cora, just seeing on Twitter – like I saw me today I have no clue who, where it was like what account had it everyone's like impressed with the athleticism of the team a bunch of them have dropped a couple pounds so. yeah I think he means what he says but I also think he might just be a little drunk on the hype right now going into the season and might be overestimating a little bit of what he's talking about I there's this team is obviously going to be a huge improvement over what we had last year but I don't think we're going to be that great I think there's a chance we're in contention for a wild card spot, but I don't see the Sox making it that far in the playoffs this year, other than on some miracle. I think- yeah, I've seen people say like we're only going to win 50 or 60 games, and I think that we're definitely not going to be that bad this season. Mm-hmm. I can see us winning like 80, 83 at the highest, and especially with the division that we're in with the Yankees, you. Uh, the Blue Jays, who I think are better than us because all the young talent they have that are probably going to have breakout seasons this year, and uh, Tampa, I feel like all three of those teams are going to finish higher than us, so I don't think there's – we're going to make the playoffs, but hopefully we're better than I think we are, and hopefully we can make a little playoff run. 
I think that we're going to, if, as long as the rotation stays healthy and sales can come back at a good time, I, and he's like actually good. I think what would definitely be better than the Orioles. I think we could finish above Toronto too. I don't know about Tampa Bay. They traded away like Blake Snell and stuff. I don't think we're, we're not going to do better than the Yankees. I don't see us being above Tampa Bay this year. There's, I don't, I don't really see it, but I think there's. Why did you just say that you think we could? No, I said we could finish above Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, the Blue Jays. Yeah, Tampa Toronto and Tampa are two different teams. I'm talking. Oh, I was talking. I meant uh, the the Blue Jays. Oh no, I, I think we're gonna finish above them. I don't see us finishing above them. Oh, Aaron, you it. talked about Chavis as the odd man out. I have no clue what you're talking about here in the slightest. So please elaborate. So I've seen a few reports saying that with guys like Dahlback coming up and guys like Gonzalez being signed and Kike Hernandez and Franchi Cordero, all these new young guys that we're bringing in, Chavis, unless he performs big time in spring training this season, might be the guy going to Pawtucket. I mean, at Worcester. Um, might be the guy going. <laughs> might be the guy going to Worcester instead of making that last spot on the roster because they feel like the other guys could produce better than him. I feel like he's definitely has potential to be good, but he also has potential to not be good at all. So I think this spring training is going to be a big uh, turning point for his career one way or another. I saw a video of him on his Instagram story and it looks like he was hitting a high fastball. So like, that's a good sign. Yeah, that is a good sign. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no clue what you meant by that. I think he'll do good this year. Uh, I don't. I, I think he'll be fine. And I don't see him going down to Worcester other than if he gets an injury and it's a, like a rehab assignment or anything. I mean, it's, I think it will depend on how Arroyo performs in spring yeah. training, really. Yeah. I think it'll be between him and Arroyo. Uh, and um, Mun- Munez. Yaro Munez will probably Oh, be yeah, I forgot about him. Second base. Yeah, mm-hmm. him too. Yeah. Uh, so lastly... Chris Sale feels great. Isn't that so nice to hear? It's about time we heard that he feels great. I since feel like since the start of the 2019 season, we've been feeling how bad his arm is. But I, I'm kind of I'm really hyped up for his return because I feel like he's taken the right amount of time off that he feels mm-hmm. like he needs to come back and pitch like 2016, 2017, 2018 Chris Sale and strike out. 250 to 300 guys and have the best slider in the league so I feel like when he comes back he's going to be a big addition to this rotation that could push us farther if we're in a wild card race I feel like he could be the guy that gets us over the hump and gets us one of those spots yeah I also think though if we're not contending it would be better to just save him for next year yes yeah not try to push his arm if we don't have a good if we don't have a good first half and he's ready to come back maybe have him play very very few games but don't make him a, a regular on the roster and the chance he gets hurt again when we're not doing good at all. You got yeah, to bubble wrap him. Give him a few starts so he doesn't, like, forget how to pitch in a major league game. But if it's not a good season, maybe give him two, three, four starts and maybe throw him, like, an inning or two in games that don't mean anything. Yeah. I saw a quote from him today that uh, he wants to retire in Boston, so. I saw yeah, that, I- too. Good. Yeah, that's. 
Yeah, so with the little stint in his career he's had lately, I'm sure it's just shown it's shown to him more than anything how badly he wants to be a part of this team and how much he does not want to leave it. So it's I think it's good to hear him say that because I'm excited to see him come back after how amazing he was in 2018. It's really the team's been lacking without him. And finally, have, hearing this this news of him having a chance of coming back soon is so relieving. When did we trade for him? Was it before 2017? I think so. Yeah, going yeah, into the 2017 Dombrowski season. Yeah, because went out and got, like, the top free agent, like, three years in a row. And I think it was, like, Standoval, which yeah, – I think it and was, then, um, Pablo Sandoval. And then Chris Dale and then JD. And that was before 2018. So, I think Sale was before 2017. So, Pablo, I think, was 2015. He was. Didn't we give up Mancada? I know we gave up Mancada. Didn't yeah, we give up was, Kopech too in that deal? Or was I think that a, so. Yeah. That it wasn't good. like that a kid's ton insane. to get him back. Yeah. It was a good deal. I mean, at that point, it looked good. But now, and it clearly worked out in 2018 because we won the World Series. But looking from 2019 on, we Mankata probably would have been the first baseman. And that kid's a stud. And um, Kopech as the pitcher, I mean, that kid throws over 100 miles an hour. So if he doesn't have, like, Tommy John issues, that kid's good. He's going to – I can really see him being one of the top pitchers in the league eventually. Yeah, I think what uh, Sale does this season will dictate uh, – His future. Yeah. Well, maybe next season too. Yeah. Uh, this he's is... not coming back till July. Yeah, because of how shaky he's obviously been due to his Tommy John surgery, if he's kind of so-so this year, I think they'll be able to let it slide, and next season will be the defining season of his career to see if the team is willing to let him stay or if he's going to go. And about the quote about him saying, like, he wants to retire here, for guys that normally have injury issues and – as you listen to the Boston media and the Boston fans, they'll they'll bring you down when, like, in a situation like this where he's getting a ton of money and he's not playing and people are like, they'll bring it down on Dombrowski and they'll bring it down on him. There's not too many guys that are in his situation that would say they want to retire in Boston because of how ruthless the fans and media can get. He's mm-hmm. also super accountable, though. He holds himself accountable. Yeah, he is. Every yeah. start in 2019, yeah, I stopped. Like, <laughs> he was the first person saying, and he wasn't trying to blame all these like supernatural factors. They're trying to talk about how they were not they weren't prepared for the team that they were facing. He was the one saying, "Yeah, I'm not doing so hot right now." Yeah. Sorry. Is that all we got to say today? I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm so. it is. It, it, what, Brad? Right. Oh, I said I think so. Well, this has been episode five of the Red Seat Podcast. I'm your I'm your host, Scotty, and I'm here with Aaron, Caitlin, and Brighton. And we will see you all next week when maybe we have some more news to talk about.